Welcome to the StatMed Podcast, where we teach you how to study in med school and how to pass board-style exams. Your hosts are Ryan Orwig and David LaSalle, learning specialists who have decades of experience working with med students and physicians. In this episode, Ryan sits down with a group of students who have completed the StatMed Study Skills class. They talk about how they've changed their approach to studying and the new skills they've learned to help them succeed. I've worked with other people before, and I feel like your methods were, from day one, were completely the opposite of what I've been told before. Completely opened things up for me, and I just am so much more optimistic because I would walk into class sometimes and feel completely defeated. Here's Ryan. All right, guys, we just finished our stat med class. Uh, it took about 10 days, nine days to get through all the, the study methodologies, study skill sets, test taking skill sets, and time management skill sets for med students. And you guys have been gracious enough to come up here and talk a little bit about some of the stuff we did. So let's start off talking about why, like, why med school is such a ridiculously challenging construct to get through, right? So what are some things we talked about, like why we did the class, what we experienced after our first year of med school? What are some things we talked about? Who can share this? Well, the sheer volume of medical school, it's just so much and you can't really just take it all in. And I think prior to medical school, you think that you need to make sure you know everything precisely and to really master everything. You're really kind of just wearing yourself out completely and not having a system makes it really difficult. I mean, you know, med school is almost criminally designed. It's the, it's, the, it's the time, the volume, the density, so much, so fast. And you, again, maybe we come in trying to use our old methodologies. And what are some things that worked previously in your undergrad programs? We might remember, it's been a while, but what, what are some things that worked that are no longer working? copying and recopying notes. I think the best, I think for me, like when I first got to med school, it sort of felt like the, the rug was pulled out from beneath me. Like it was like, oh, just work harder and, you know, Absolutely. just kind of like more, more of the same, right? Yeah, more yeah. of the same. So if I recopy in the past and I yeah. spent and two hours recopying, yeah. I'm just going to recopy for six hours. Exactly. And, um, you know, at least in, like, college and stuff, you kind of had a sense of, like, agency, you know, like, oh, if I do this, then I will have this positive outcome. And, and, and you were, it was it was rewarded. Yeah, yeah. That's, and then that it's not <laughs> anymore when you get to medical school. Right. Um, and it's probably, and again, it's not for lack of effort. No, no. I, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> And so, number one, one of the things is trying. And I think the first thing we do is we try to do more of the same. Yeah. So mm-hmm. recopying worked. That doesn't work. Anymore. What are some other things? For me, I didn't. I didn't really recopy notes, but I read over. There wasn't a lot of information, so I'd read over my notes several times. Yeah, the, the comparing the density from undergrad to this, how can we like? Yeah. It's, it's not just like triple the amount, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. So, so, so what we're saying here is, it wasn't that you were recopying; it was that you could reread. Yeah. And, and what, what have we talked about with rereading? What is what it's happens awesome. when we reread now? Completely passive. It's completely passive. It's a familiarity. Familiarity. It's all yeah. It's, it's once you've read it once. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. And it's entrenching this familiarity, right? And is that, so maybe speak to that a little bit. 
oh yeah, it's like, it feels good because you like recognize, you'll study the stuff and you'll recognize the terms, but then, you know, come around test time. Then you have like, you go down to two answers and it's real rough to choose between the two because everything sounds really it's familiar. familiar. You're like, yeah, I know I've seen this stuff. Yeah. It's one of, one or two of these guys. Or there's two or three of these guys. I don't know which one. And it's because the reading and rereading leads to that familiarity. And in prior academic settings, being supremely familiar it paid off pretty well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you found, I guess, so when you got into this, the rereading was your thing. Yeah. Why did that, how would you describe, like, where did the, where did the, where did the wheels fall off on that particular wagon? So what I tried to do is, like, the first thing we had was MCBG. It was, like, all familiar stuff. And I would, um, like, write down the PowerPoints in, in a, like, a file. And then I was thinking, oh, I would reread this later. But then I could, I didn't have time to write the whole thing down, and then I never got to, like, rereading it, and then I was, like, eight lectures behind. Because some of our themes, some things, they transfer on to the next theme, mm-hmm. and I felt like some of the things we I thought I mastered before, and that was just because I maybe just banked it in my brain from rereading it quickly. Come next theme, I couldn't pull it out because I didn't really have that foundation well, at it, all. Right. It's, this, it's that short-term to long-term. And, you know, short-term memory, we think, two to, you know, one to two days, but for some of us, it might be longer. Mm-hmm. It might be. I've had people where it's, like, two weeks and that feels good in a, in a small sense but then once you come back to get it later so you're filling up this leaky bucket you do all this work to fill up the bucket and then you turn around and it's all about it might be gone after a day or two days might be gone for a few weeks but no matter what in med school mm-hmm. it's going to come back and it's going to bite you and it's going to hurt because you did all the work <laughs> and it was gone right what else what else are some things that maybe were um, i used to use flashcards. And that was a problem because I would remember, like, the one thing on the flashcard, but I couldn't connect it together. And we've talked about this, right? And now that we've gone through the class, what would you, how would you assess what is the main detriment of, of flashcards now that we've done this at class? Well, I think it just fragments the knowledge so that you don't get that structure, the superstructure of the lecture and class. The, the, the lecture of the concept. So, yeah, no cards. We, you know, we spend time making them. Now, if you quiz off of them, then there's been, there's some benefit, mm-hmm. but it's completely obscuring that organizational framework, the hierarchy that, that we think is that we now know is so important, and we think that that's where medical learning has to start. Our learning in general, mm-hmm. but certainly when the volume surpasses your ability, you've got to have a skill yeah. where you yeah. can come in mm-hmm. and rip out that superstructure mm-hmm. to then go in and again, no cards, obliterate that. Mm-hmm. All these little just fragments of information floating around. What good is it? And what good was it? It wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did some stuff, and that's like, great, right? To add on to that, I used to use note cards, too, but the thing is, it's like we've been talking about the amount, the density. Like, right. you might have, like, a 200, uh, like, note card stack, and then you might lose a little bit of the organization, but because it's not that much of a It was still a finite uh, amount. Yeah. Right? You can re- kind of... You can regain it when you did other less effective study methods, like review your notes or reread. But in medical school, I mean, I remember my first theme, I think I had 1,200. <laughs> I wish we had those for a visual. I mean, <laughs> I had an deck, and I, I can show it to you, right. but it's like, and what did I actually review? Like, yeah. and all my time was spent making these cards, making yeah. these outlines. Like, yeah. 90% of my time yeah. was spent making study materials. And to then, not, like, not study. yeah, then, like, yeah. two days before yeah. the exam, I'm freaking out because I haven't stud- really studied anything. Yeah, and the, the beautiful part here, what you're talking about, too, is this idea that every skill has a capacity, mm-hmm. right? 
And if you, and, and like, no, like, no cards have a, still have a capacity, like for a, a finite amount of information. But once it surpasses the, the capacity, and Mitzvah does a great job of uh, surpa surpassing its capacity <laughs> really quickly, it, it's, it's, it, it does become an obsolete skill, mm -hmm. right? When you're engaging in the material, right? Like, well, it's, it, it gives us this illusion of of, of productivity and yeah. this illusion of actually, like, I did yeah. this work, I made this stuff, but that's not where it's at. Yeah. It's what we have to do is get through all that excess mm -hmm. and get to practicing the recall. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think like the methods like I, and I, I really come in, and I don't think it's I think it's something like most people here are pretty. You know, if you're in medical school, you're probably a pretty self motivated individual that is is monitoring what you think is and isn't working but to come up with like a way to deal with it better i just don't trying to read trying to reinvent that wheel yeah it's just in the semester in yeah. the year i think even outside would be hard even if you guys now in between first and second mm -hmm. year like even if it was like hey guys go invent your study method now it's still be really difficult yeah. to do not impossible yeah. Um, you know the stakes now. You know the, the arena. But that doesn't mean you're actually equipped to go build that structure. Yeah. No. And, yeah. Like, um, something I told a friend recently when we were talking about this class is, like, yeah, I think what everyone kind of falls into when you first, like, <clears throat> go, come into med school, unless you're one of those extremely gifted people, is, like, not only are you reinventing the wheel, but you're reinventing the wheel while it's going, like, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's so difficult because the speed is it's like we've said before the volume the um like the detail that you're um you're accountable for it from all, yeah, the, all, all of it. it and then on top of that it's being thrown at you at like 100 miles an hour yes so and you have no like my main thing was i've learned a lot of different study skills and you, you you've worked with other people before a lot. Yes. right yeah, me too. i have <laughs> And taught all these different things, and usually it was like one thing, and that's the only thing you yes. should follow. Whereas with this class, it was the first time I got a foundation that I could stand on with all these little tools I can grab from if I need them. Because not everything works the same for every single subject, mm -hmm. and I would fall yeah. into traps of trying to use what I was taught to use and spend more time on trying to make it fit than actually even learning or using it properly. And so having this where I have my base foundation for every single day when I walk into class, and then when I go back to study, I can say, well, I might need this tool or that tool. It's completely opened things up for me. And I just am so much more optimistic because I would walk into class sometimes and feel completely defeated. Cause I'm like, I look at the lecture, I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to get through this. So it just gives me something where I'm standing on solid ground, and now I could just put the pieces where I need to put them. That's pretty profound. So, what are, so let's pivot a little and start talking about what are some of these, because I think what we do with the stat, the stat med class is I want to give everyone a set of core methods that you have, that I think for the most part, I mean, you've got to be flexible, but, and, and again, we, we, we teach each of these skills individually in isolation, right? So you got solid, we're learning frameworking, going through different iterations, applying, and, and then of course, to teach the skill, we've got to apply it to various medical constructs, different lectures, different review sources, where we're practicing. And that, I think, by learning each skill individually really helps. And it's for me sort of, I guess, you know, going over and over again about how these things work and then bringing it together. So what are some of the foundational core, core methods that we're talking about? What are some of the ones that make the biggest difference? So the most important foundational core method that I've 
basically learned throughout this week was the frameworking tool. Yeah. And this has basically made med school, so med school to be really adapted because each subject is different. Some subjects are much more conceptual. Some are very detail-based. Mm-hmm. And one theme that we had, we were learning renal physiology and respiratory physiology. So two of them are somewhat connected, but uh, one respiratory is very, uh, like you have to really imagine it and kind of like understand it conceptually. But what's so uh, just useful about the stat med methods are frameworking. You have this foundation to come back to. And it's your core method where you have this just this framework of the lecture of the material where you can always pull up, get a detail, and then draw it back to like what is where what role does that detail fit into the lecture, which is really important. The framework is where we come in and we rip out so that bird's eye view, single page, one view of the structure of any learning event. It can be single lecture, set of lectures, review chapter, whatever, right? Yeah. I and, and I think that some people just don't build that structure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the med students just cruise through. I think their brains do it automatically. Mm-hmm. And I think some people don't. So it has nothing to do with your outcome of being a great physician or anything like that. Or having a brilliant mind that's going to contribute to medicine and society. Mm-hmm. But if it's like this one thing you're not good at, that's a skill that can be taught. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that foundation. And I think that's what we're talking about. Let's yeah. just see it. And then it becomes a way to plan and conceptualize mm-hmm. everything off of. Because a lot of us go through lecture. And we, how would, I mean... Most of us go in lecture cold. Mm-hmm. You might try previewing or pre-reading. I don't think that really does anything. And then you come out, and how do we feel before we started adding frameworks? We didn't learn anything. Yeah. Terrible. We didn't learn anything all over the place. I'm depressed. I'm depressed and exhausted. <laughs> and then I, after I cry and take a nap, I'll, I'll start from scratch at, at 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable, right? And a lot, of, a lot of students come out, they can recall a bunch of different pieces, but there's just absolutely no connection. No. Yeah, yeah. So you really need to make that big mm-hmm. picture, and the framework is like your holy grail. I think I think medical learning has to start with finding that foundational structure first, and reading linearly through the text is too dense. Yeah. It's too dense. You can't find the structure, mm-hmm. and then of course we're getting tested on details. We take any details. We start trying to grab details first, mm-hmm. and it's an understandable like way that that would gen- be generated. But that's not what we need, and I think we see this now, right? As we've practiced it with some some, of your, some some lectures and all that jazz. So frameworking and your thoughts on that up front. Well, like I, one of the deans used to describe my like a problem that I consistently had is in I got lost in like the leaves, and so yes, her analogy I, 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 was I like the you need to the see trees. the forest. Yeah, forget the forest for the trees. You're like I'm looking at the the vein. <laughs> Midway up. (laughs) Yeah, and she was like, you need to just be able to see the forest. You need to get the big picture. But, and then I, the other thing I found really surprising with frameworking is because, like Samay, I've worked with other people before, and I feel like your methods were from day one were completely the opposite of what I've been told mm-hmm. before. Yes. I think no, completely. <laughs> like, like, if someone said, make the mirror opposite of what I've been told before, then that would be the stat program. <laughs> and what's great about Perfect. it being the opposite, though, because at night we go home and apply it, mm-hmm. because there's one thing you telling me this. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, this is completely opposite of everything I've ever been taught in all these <laughs> Yeah, But now when I went home, 
home and I applied it and then I would actually try to do like the practice retrieval self-testing, see if I can pull out the knowledge. And I was like, this is working. And it was like, I, I kept on saying, oh my gosh, I'm like every few minutes because <laughs> that never happens to me. And I've been told so many things. Like, like what are a few examples of these things you've been told? This like, art world. Try to find the big picture, but okay, how do I find the big Memorize picture? Every the pre-reading, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, reading yeah. in advance? Then you're just down to that linear stuff. The thing is, I think my brain is wired. Like, I don't know anything. I can't teach you anything about medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Which is funny, after having gone through all this. <laughs> people are like, I don't believe you. Well, it's true. I can show you, I can help you connect to the comp, to, to the material, to the, the design of it. But, um, you know, you we've got to be able to... Um, uh, find the information via via frameworks or whatever it might be. But the idea of reading in advance mm-hmm. is not sustainable time-wise. No. Yeah. And then you're right back in the trap of mm-hmm. linearly plowing through it and not finding structure. The key is that we have to understand what information we have to find up front first. Yeah. Well, and again, I think other people, I don't, I don't know why. One of the main things I found too, um, not just the, the frameworking that was like, okay, totally throw away all that pre-reading thing everyone has ever told you. But like, <laughs> even like the supplemental things, because I've actually been taught the supplemental things is my main. Yeah, like only and that, that was the time. Oh, so our, like, so we, our supplemental we mapping. We have like additional skills. Yeah. They're like more augmented supplemental skills, like yeah. visual mapping, memory palaces. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and I have had people make those their main things, but that can't be the through line. Yeah. For most of us, that needs to be a supplemental piece. Mm-hmm. And I think people freak out, number one, you're telling them to use memory palaces or maps. Those are supplements. What a great way to add five, seven, ten percentage points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really wonderful. I mean, we all take that. But then I think what a lot of specialists might be doing is trying to dra- drive home, yeah. map everything. And it's not, you can't apply it to everything. No. And what I realized, too, is the way that they were teaching me, especially I remember mapping, Everything was so disjointed. I really didn't have a connection. And you showed us multiple ways of mapping. And it makes sense that not everything you're going to map this particular way. And it just fit so much more for me because I'm very visual. And so I'd spend a lot of time trying to find something that's a visual format of what we're learning. And this just made sense. Like, I don't have to always have everything visual because I'm frameworking and going through yeah. lecture. But if I need it, this is the efficient way of doing it instead of wasting my time. Right. It's got, if it doesn't fit within the box of medical school, then I don't have any right telling you to do it. I think, oh, go ahead. Uh, I've never seen anybody to learn better before. But, like, when I heard, like, you lecturing about the concepts, like, I was like, why has nobody ever told yeah. me this before? It, this yeah. makes so much sense. We don't teach, it's a cultural failing. You know, I, we don't teach smart people how to study. We only have interventional methodologies as, as a culture if somebody is profoundly struggling or if they've been identified. But what about the smart student? Who's, again, it's like, you're, like, you want to do better? Well, you're probably not working hard enough. Or yeah. do, more, do, more, do more practice questions. Say, yeah. yeah, but uh, as a first-year medical student, I don't really have uh, op- like the, the resources for that. And then it's just like, I'm going to probably change the subject. Or something. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Like, make a schedule. It's like, oh, I'm making a schedule. And then I feel bad because I'm not meeting it. Well, make a better schedule. Again, there's no feedback mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very That's punishing. Right. And it's, 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 it's a terrible feeling. It's almost it's like telling us, build a house. Because you know what a house looks like, but you have no clue how to build a house. Yeah. Next time you see me talking, someone tells you to build a house. <laughs>
It's great. But that, no, that's, a, that's a wonderful analogy. You know, you can take this large amorphous process of, of studying and learning and breaking it down into more nuanced steps, then it can't be locked into a rigid structure. So we have our core methods. We talk about the framework. We talk about going to lecture, if, it's, if that's viable. Then, you know, the dynamic reading and marking is an act. You can only jazz up the reading so much. Mm-hmm. But again, I think we want to get through, and we, and we talk about ways to do that, connect back to framework, be more augmented with it. But then it should be about getting through the reading sooner than later, mm-hmm. not dropping that anchor, not snow plowing through it, not trying to memorize it. Mm-hmm. I was um, told a lot before is make your own questions, and I'd spend a lot of time making my own questions because in med school there aren't enough practice questions. Yeah. So they're like, take the reading, take the material after you've outlined and highlighted and like turned it upside down and inside out. Like, make your own questions, but I think that that's why practice retrieval is such a huge thing. Because, like I said before, I would spend so much time making these practice questions that I put on flashcards, and then like no time studying, and I feel exhausted because I've spent weeks, like day in, day out in the library. Hours. Yeah. Daily. And then here, like from the first day, like within a few hours, we were doing practice retrieval, and I actually learned things and then I think that also for me like when I first like practice retrieval is still something that I'm like like I kind of like hints a little bit because I'm so used to like sort of the all the negative feelings that came when I finally did get around to questions and realized that I didn't have the knowledge and so it like hurt and so now like I'm having to build a new relationship with like practice questions because every time I sit down to do a practice retrieval at first I'm like I really don't want to do this but then at the end I'm like oh I actually know more and it starts to feel good I'm turning like a negative feedback into Mm -hmm. a positive feedback and it makes me start slowly start to want to do more practice retrieval so that's good and again that brings a tear to my eye (laughs) 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 it is this is a paradigm shift We, we want to looking over stuff gives us a positive feeling oh it's like like you were saying that here I recognize that as it's in front of my face. It's like sending off good signals, but it's not actually doing anything. It's like going to the gym and walking around and being like, look at all that wonderful exercise equipment. I'm going to kill it tomorrow when I start working. But it's not, it's not doing the job. But this act of attempting recall is hard. It doesn't feel as good. And I think we've, a few of us have talked about this. But you've got to build that culture. You've got to build your own study culture where it's about setting your, your studying and setting yourself up for this. And this is what we've done such a great job in group. This group, such a big group, um, really working on acquiring the skills and finding ways to make it fit in the real world confines. Well, like I always knew active learning was like the best, and like right because that's one of those buzzwords yeah. we've heard. Yeah, we have yeah, heard about active like, learning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, like I'm going to be more active. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew like to like practice recall. Like that was really important, but I didn't have like a structure of how to do it. So mm-hmm. then I would like I had like all these different methods like. Um, I would make questions, like, for every lecture, and there were 40 questions per lecture, and that took, like, two hours per lecture, where mm-hmm. I would make, like, this, um, the GI theme, I made, like, 2,000 flashcards. I can't, I cannot even imagine what 2,000 flashcards are. Were they virtual? Yeah, 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 still, I don't know. Could I just print them out and see that in a horrific way? Yeah, and then, like, each theme I wanted to do better, like, I would get average scores, but I wanted to get, like, better so sure. I would like like reinvent the wheel each theme mm-hmm. and then I knew like I had to like recall the information that was the best 
way to do it, but I didn't have like a way to. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I think what we've done is we've given you guys packages yeah. and yeah. all these tools, like the basic self-test, the time self-lecture, the framework self-test, even using like voice flash keys, all these ways, right? You guys are yeah. gonna, like, really make sure you have the vocabulary down. If you don't have the vocabulary, then you're going to miss the skills, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing, though. And again, and, and, and notice how, like, with the framework from the outset, all the way through, you're setting yourself up to engage in the practice retrieval. Yeah. So you guys maybe talk about that too. It's just a, it's just a more efficient way because you know, like, every year that gets that passes by, we're going to have less and less time. Yeah. So like, that's the craziest part. Yeah. The, the, the main thing I got was like, you have to get to that practice step retrieval step as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't mean having the most prettiest, you know, yeah. notes and like everything, mm -hmm. but having the notes that will allow you to self-test. Yeah. And, and keep in mind the anchor point yeah. of the structure. Mm -hmm. With the structure yeah. and that's the, I think that's yeah. the, the one two yeah. relationship, right? Yeah. And it's great because you can come back to these notes, just how we talked about organization towards the end of the program. Mm -hmm. Like you have the framework sheet, you have the notes that you dynamically marked and the way you should mark them would, as long as it facilitates you find the answer quickly from your framework, you can right. really yeah. review these things like on your own. The board. ability to go back to material yeah. and not have to reread it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's crazy, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's huge. And you can run yeah. self-diagnostics. Yeah, and you're not but relying on question questions. Relying on practice questions is like fishing for minnows right. with a net designed to catch whales. <laughs> You might catch a few little pieces. I mean, there's, there's two porous. Yeah. And like, and again, we don't want to be at this level. Of, and this is true all the way through, even boards, rotations, specialty. I mean, it's true all the way. I mean, once you, you can still roll in practice questions that are still too broad of a net. Mm -hmm. But this, I think what you're talking about too, is the ability to help you become self-aware, hyper, with, without guesswork. Like, I, yeah, I was able to recall this. That's the, yeah, this is that's where it's the You can see where it's breaking down. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, the way I think of it is like, having like a little toolbox and before I had like a bunch of random uh, God knows what in the toolbox <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and I was like smashing against things maybe smashing myself but it, it gives you you know you have a toolbox of ways to interact with the material that are like going to that, that are effective but and also options to sort of Change, switch gears um, when things when you're sort of hitting. I mean, any medical student will tell you, "Oh my God!" Like I just, you know, I I sit in the library for like six hours a day, and you know, you you know, you hit a point of like diminishing returns. But um, yeah, but then not really knowing what to do from that. Yeah. Yeah. Switch gears. Switch gears. Yeah. Big deal. You're thirty minutes into your yeah. block. You can feel yourself. Like, yeah. After reading their slide, I'm just gonna. Pull my these old tools out of my yeah. toolbox and bludgeon myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, be able to say, well, let me bust out a time self lecture yeah, yeah, on yeah, stuff yeah. I just read. Let me yeah. spend the last 20 minutes drawing a map. That's only 20 minutes. I'll just, oh, I'm going to spend 20 minutes on I'm going to jam it out. Yep. Let me, you know, self test off a memory palace I already made. Yeah. Let me make some voice flashes. I mean, you can. You can still stay on task because mm -hmm. that's, that's not multitasking. No. You're still within the realm mm -hmm. of working on what you're working on. And then you have your framework. So when you do transition back, you're like, oh, this is where I, this is where I stopped, and I know that because I have this, as opposed to not knowing what the heck is going on in the lecture. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually I tried that a few days ago, and I was surprised it worked because What's I that? I was sitting down and I was listening to the lecture, and I was trying to 
um, dynamic, or not dynamic, I was trying to just keep up with it, yep. and it was like that terrible, terrible lecture that you gave us from like second year, and then I was yeah, like, I, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I, I know, we've had more I, I mean, it, it I was, was entertaining. The, I was just the messenger. <laughs> it's one of those things where the professor works so hard on entertaining that he forgets to teach, and I'm just like, but I still need to know this material, and I don't, and like great that joke was funny but like I don't know what I'm supposed to know and then I felt very overwhelmed which is a huge thing with me in studying Mm -hmm. is making sure that I keep my anxiety in check and so I stopped and I was like all right I'm probably gonna go for a walk or you know do something and I was like let me try let me try what Ryan said let me do a little practice retrieval and I did it and I did really well and I felt really good about myself and mm-hmm. it like took three minutes and then I went right back into the lecture and I felt like refreshed mm-hmm. and I was like and I was really skeptical about that because like I told you I just like when I go into a practice room I'm like I don't want to do this this yeah. hurts um, so it's like going it was from also one stopping. bad thing it was to also like a stopping yeah. and then going to another test and are you able to maintain your momentum mm-hmm. and I think that's, that might have also been surprising for you Right. Yeah, because if I would have gone for a walk, which I usually justify with like, oh, going for a walk is really good. It clears my headspace. Right. But that takes like 10 minutes yeah. for me to like yeah. come back down again and then be able to re-engage with the material. And there's always like a little bit of lag. It's not efficient. And, and, and again, we talk about, like, again, efficiency is one of those words we just throw around. Like how important is efficiency here? In it's, yeah. it's everything. I mean, you can like, get like, life or death. yeah, like you can get if you're really, really engaged in material, like you could get something done in an hour that you could otherwise literally spend an entire day yeah. just trying to grind through. And be like, oh, I just watched like 400 YouTube videos trying to figure out what's going on here. And yeah, by this sort of gives you a, a back a sense of kind of like control. Yeah, you're, control. Oh, you're, you're, well, you, I think you have management. Yeah. I think you got, again, I think you need to be able to break large tasks into smaller that's, tasks. That's the best we talk part. about the academic oh. study agenda. Yeah. That's that sort of personal management tool. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I, I think as human beings, we like crossing items off the list. Mm-hmm. And you guys will be like, I need to get through lecture A, lecture B, and lecture C today. Go. That is not a that is not a good workflow. That is like you're gonna you know how you're gonna end the day like one thing crossed off and feeling like a failure. Yeah, and you're not and it's not building momentum, right? So we you know we built that skill. I mean, I think that's important. Yeah, that one was the key for me because I am notorious of like I get a big sheet of paper and I just list everything that I need to do, and I was a bit too ambitious at times, and then I would only finish like maybe. 5% of it and I'd feel very defeated but when I was breaking them down into little tasks and jumping around that was the other you thing to me. I always want to go yeah, yeah and I Don't always want to go up and I just jumped around and I feel like I got more done you at will. the end of the you will, and you will. Let's, let's pivot a little bit because we, we probably are running it a little long let's maybe go around what, what, let's maybe talk about I don't know one skill one insight one comment or something yeah maybe you're here like, I mean, you talk about maps, talk about you know, memory palaces, talk um, about test-taking. Yeah, the memory palace uh, skill was really interesting. Um, I had heard about it before, but people memorizing things based on, like, spaces, like their home or otherwise. Yeah. But I didn't really know how to, like, put that into motion. It's a little more nuanced. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty mechanical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But we have to be able to turn the medical image, me- medical concepts into non-medical imagery. Mm-hmm. 
That's one of the secret elements, right? Yeah, so and then like, attach it, it to an object, mm -hmm. um, and like learning how to do that, I thought was like super helpful. Like it helped me like break down a list of like long, complex words that I didn't really know, and sort of attach it to images that I did know, and I could get through a list of like ten items really, really fast compared to before I would go over it. I'd only get two, and then go over it again, and I get. Three, and, then, and, then where, and then where three. is it? And then where is it? Two weeks, mm -hmm. two months. From yeah. Now. So yeah. these are kind of memory palace stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah. So memory palaces, I think they changed my whole method of memorizing material. I used to do a lot of flashcards and Anki and online programs, a hundred to thousand cards on the online <laughs> program. But memory palaces are really efficient because uh, you use your own imagination, and it's just. The, the crazier, the wackier the image. And all the junk knowledge we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can take like our pop culture, mm -hmm. our sports yeah. knowledge, all that stuff, and, and recycle it and actually use it for learning. It's crazy. And what, what is so beneficial, again, about the program is that you really learn its utility in medical school, its role yeah. in medical school, mm -hmm. because you hear about memory palaces and media, and as, you, as we learn in in the program, they're used for like memory competitions, mm -hmm. learning them right. to like learn a stack of cards. But it is it is a different ball game when you're trying to use it for your own utility. It's a whole complex skill set that it's very learnable. Yeah. But there's some serious there's some you know, there's some blood, sweat, and some tears you <laughs> yeah. doing that on your own. Doing that on your own would be a hassle. Yeah. It took me a good five years yeah. to build that system. Yeah. We don't have that long. Yeah, <laughs> we don't I don't really need that route. Don't let me take that one for, for the team. I thought it was really nice the way that it was presented to you, such that it, it's not like um, here's here's a skill like this is the one way that you can use it and I, I, that's that's traditionally I, I don't know about you guys but how I've been given advice in terms of approach studying it's well this is the way you have to do it and that's that that makes me, and, that makes me nauseous yeah, yeah same um, <laughs> no but this was um, it's like you have the foundation and then you can tweak it just like to suit your own needs and um, you know I think that's a that's is more appealing to me. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely seems to be, and then again, teaching it to like real medical stuff, yeah. real yeah. medical school information, like how do you apply it to all the different things we use, like common cause pneumonia, Graves' yeah. disease, all yeah. that stuff, right? And then it being like a sort of just like a segue to becoming something that you ultimately know, even with. Yeah. I don't know, even with some of the earlier maps and stuff we did, I'm like, oh, I don't even necessarily right. need to think about my map anymore. I just know Big that trip. I just know that they, this is and this symptom is associated with right. this disease. And yeah, this, the, the uh, scaffolding goes yeah. away, and you simply know the information. Yeah. One thing that I think probably everybody who signs up for a course like this really wants to know about the test taking. Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people, they're, they're studying to take an exam. Yeah. And well, one, your, your, entire, your entire career is going to be dictated by performance on tests. Classroom, boards, shelves, mm -hmm. in services, rest of your lives. And one thing I noticed about it, because I would say I'm not a, the best test taker, <laughs> I've never been, but having this method where, and this was throughout the whole course, where you're really trying to analyze how you think about things and how you get to the next point, and then how to tweak and change those ways so that you mm -hmm. can make sure you get the most out of it it's at feedback, every please. moment. And what I even realized, even some of the people in our class who, I would say they probably don't have as much 
problems or don't have problems at all with test taking, I would still hear them saying, oh, that's a good way. So I think even if you don't have an issue with test taking, having a method going into taking a test, I think gives you this peace of mind that you are actually going to be able to allow your knowledge to come out on a piece of paper. Because I always would tell my professors and my teens, I always felt like a caged bird that I have all this knowledge and during like the, I'm kind of opening the door and you can kind of see me, but the, the exam, the doors were just completely shut again. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> using this, although we won't be able to practice it as much, right. but when we have the opportunity, I think it's going to let me really completely open the door. And I'm looking really forward to that part. The test taking stuff that I give you guys is pretty kind of pretty detailed, right? Yeah. It's not superficial. Yeah. It's not, it's not about beating the test. It's not about deductive reasoning strategy or any of that garbage I don't care about. It's about cleaning up your interface, limiting the burden. You're trying to, so it's not collapsing on you as you're... And, and, it's, and it's, there's, there's very, a lot of steps, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, like, oh, well, you have 75 seconds per question. But if you use the process, it's keeping you on track. It's keeping all the, all, all the excess or trimming out all the fat, all the spinning of the wheels mm-hmm. and you know working toward eliminating those wrong choices showing what you know analyzing process no i mean I, I, you know obviously that's that's been a tremendous amount of work and, and that's probably one of the things we do that the most because we also work with all of our doctors with that but it's it's pretty robust and i think you guys could see that right yeah i liked what you said about um you know the questions that we take on exams they're really long questions i mean they're enormous and there can be a lot of answer choices mm-hmm. like before it was very simple in my like undergrad yeah. to take a question First order, I mean, but now it's so huge that like to have that whole thing in your memory at the same time it's it's overwhelming so taking it like one chunk at a time mm-hmm. like you teach in your course like that has really helped me I think that where test taking breaks down for most people is that that working memory or executive functioning is sort of collapsing under the burden of these massive question constructs. Mm-hmm. Can't fix your ability to whatever your working memory is is what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever your executive functioning is what you have. So we, yeah, like let's let's approach the questions in a way where we can ma- manage the information mm-hmm. and show what we know better, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and, and again, I think you guys were really excited about that. So uh, I was going to say my favorite. Um, skill is the frameworking because it, I get so much out of lecture and then I actually stop going to lecture like midway because uh, like the third lecture I'd just be so burnt out that right. I just stop paying attention and then like the rest of the lecture would just be useless so then having the framework I, I can like pick up where I left off and it's really easy and like retrofitting back while watching the lecture and then using that as like a study tool to practice to practice retrieval, it's like amazing. That's great. <laughs> I love this. Again, music to my ears. Right? <laughs> and what about maps? I mean, just maybe talk briefly about maps. I was really skeptical with the maps, but the reason I laugh is because now it's like, I don't think it's going to be one of my main study methods because it is it is a little time consuming, but I really like it because I can sit down, I can conceptualize the map, I can do my rough drawing, and then 
because I'm a neat freak and I like everything to be colored in and every I can like sit down and watch TV during my like R and R time, but I'm sitting there coloring in my mm-hmm. math, and so it gives me and I like coloring. So there's some therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, like and I, I used to use like the Netter's coloring right. book and sort of so because I think there's also like a lot of guilt associated when you do have free time in mm-hmm. grad school. Yeah. So it made me feel like just a little less guilty. I'm sure. like I'm I'm watching TV, but look, I'm also coloring my math. <laughs> and that's one of those rare instances where there's probably some value. You in that I think the reason why I really liked it is because at first I thought that it was really silly and I was like, I'll probably like I don't draw, like I'll probably So tell, tell us what you But then after honestly, after the first um practice retrieval, I had like a hundred percent and then the, then I completely left it alone and then the next day we did it in class and I remembered ninety percent of it, and the only reason that I didn't remember one of them is because it was like my first map, and I didn't do one right. of the um, symptoms the way like it just wasn't, it wasn't weird retrieved. enough. Right. Yeah, um, and I still remember it. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were to quiz me on it right now, they're just I'd really they're really effective in coding yeah. mechanisms because they're all just yeah. visual pictures. Either it's a memory palace, it's a visual in your head, where it's a map, it's a visual on a paper. Yep, and it's just something that's so easy to just retrieve because we just it's we know. visual memory is more powerful and you yeah. and you yeah. made it. there are yeah. there are those vis- like you know those like there are programs out there of pre-made visuals it's fine and, and if those work use them yeah. but sometimes I think there's value in making your stuff yeah, yeah. I have a lot of experience with mapping but it's not the most efficient mapping mm-hmm. and so right. this taught me how to make more links and one thing I liked about this class which is not something that's going to probably happen when we're out of the class, but having this as a group class, I remember one time we had to go over a map, and I was with Michael, and I was talking about how I couldn't figure out how to make this or sound this out or whatever, and he gave me some of his method, and it was really nice during this class to pull from each other, to really, because not, you have in your mind, this is how it goes, and someone else has an opinion like that, makes no sense. So, you know, I have this, this curricular design, where I've got our scope and sequence, I know what I want to hit, when I'm going to hit it, how I'm going to hit it. But there are hidden curricular aspects. Mm-hmm. And that's like a secondary aspect of the class, and that is being in a group. Mm-hmm. Being in a group, and I put you guys in the discussion groups, the sharing groups, it's not show and tell. Mm-hmm. It's designed to augment learning curve mm-hmm. by saying, and it's because we both wrestle with the same thing. Oh, how'd you do this? Mm-hmm. And that is a great way to really accelerate the learning. And I think that that's a you know that's that's always again always a good thing to hear. So let's let's wrap up here. Any other thoughts on this before we finish up? I mean, I really appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts. I really enjoy getting to know you guys. That's really the fun, the most fun part about this is taking these highly motivated adults who are hungry and say like you know like I, I, I will work, I will work. You guys like we like learning, but yeah. it, gets, it gets beaten out of us, you know. Yeah. It's beaten out of us, and then you start unlocking all these methods. And I think, you know, your, your candor and your feedback is always super appreciated. And, you know, this is all relationship stuff. And people reach out to me and they ask me questions. The, a lot of these methods have evolved. Yeah. Because I, I keep feedback with people. And they tell me. And I, and I like listening. And I like to listen. I like to hear. Like, oh, well, why? Don't pick your brain on it. Feedback is always a really good thing. Right, guys? I just to say one thing. I would suggest everyone take this course because my mom always tells me that she's just like, Sume, you can decide to either swim upstream or you can just go with the flow downstream. <laughs> and I feel like taking this course, even though medical school is difficult, it helps you just kind of go with the flow a little, so you're not 
have it, you don't have a battle as much. And there's something well, so about it's letting you focus your energy on the right, right on the right battle. Exactly. And it's there's something about going in and feeling like I'm not going to be fighting medical school and fighting to understand this stuff. And I'm just gonna use a method that I know will help me to really solidify everything that I feel like I'm going downstream now. I love how it's offered like right after we can take it, you know, after our first year. Like we, we can look back on the year and see like how did we really do trying our own things and then like, you know, there's so many things we could do over the summer and I felt like getting, you know, study skills like down before the next year, it's like a great time to do it. And you, and you jumped in, I don't know if you guys realize, he got in the class like the, like the day before. Yeah, really? Really? Yeah, really? really? Yeah, super last minute. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really great. Like yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, super lucky to, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was very perfect, it was serendipitous to get in because I think it makes a big difference. And right. And again, people are going to do it at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think doing it after you've done the first year, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, it makes me preach to the choir a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you guys know what the deal is. See, I wish we would have had it from like first year. So, like when I I do tours and stuff, I always tell people it's like medical school is like everyone is. It's like the Olympics. Everyone is yeah. the best at what they do. Every, like you're used to being number one where right. everybody here is number mm-hmm. one. We're all like running this Olympic race. And I know for me, especially since I took time off, it's like, I was number one, but then I retired and I came back in <laughs> and it was like, and I'm, but I didn't train up to it. I just started sprinting right. like the yeah. Olympic race. And so that's why I was like, I wish I had this beforehand because this is sort of like the training like let's be. get yeah like, I, think, I think it's dependent on it does depend on the situation yeah. yeah I think for some of you guys I would not have wanted to teach you yeah like before you started that school person maybe I wouldn't say it to you maybe I don't know it depends on how point. but I think for some of you yeah definitely 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 <laughs> definitely <laughs> some of us do need to know the, 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 the landscape and the, the battle arena of medical school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can preach time, volume, density is crazy, but if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. So this just depends. I think that's good. I really appreciate you guys spending your time talking to me here in front of this camera and all this jazz. So thank you guys so much. We don't know how it's going to work for every individual mm-hmm. because there are other variables to consider. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said for, yes, this, this absolutely is about studying, but it's also about, it's about living and succeeding in medical school. Yeah, well, and to add to that, I also feel like it gives you a cushion room because I sometimes, like, that free time is hopefully spent on improving your quality of life, but in med school, life keeps happening. Yes. And sometimes yeah. that extra time can sort of act like a cushion. So if something crazy happens in your life, you still have the studying part under control and you can still continue in medical if school. If something happens in your family, if something yeah. happens yeah. in your health. Surgery. Yeah. Surgery. Yeah. I yes. sprained my Absolutely. ankle and was in a boot for like after the first month of class and I had to... It, threw everything off and I wish I would have had that absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely so I think that's all great guys thank you so much thank you thanks for tuning in in future episodes Ryan and Dave will dig into some of the study strategies students mentioned in this show If you liked this episode, be sure to rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes.
You can find more test-taking and studying strategies specifically developed for med students and physicians over at our blog on statmedlearning.com. Thanks for listening.